you know, there's there's quite a movement amongst um, some veterinarians in various countries to try to get companies to stop using pictures of brachycephalic cats and dogs in, in advertising because, uh, well, you know, while people might think it looks cute, it is associated with a lot of suffering for many of those cats. So actually, that's what I thought of first when I looked at the website. So you didn't look like, I mean, you never do because all your cats are overweight that you get in your clinic, but these cats <laughs> are pretty chunky. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hi, this is Dr. Susan Little. And this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, and this is the Purr Podcast. Dr. Susan, how are you? Um, I am I am well. Um, I just came in from working in the garden, so that always means I'm in a good mood. <laughs> so that's good. Well, winter has not come yet in the north. It's a beautiful fall day here. So we're recording this in September of 2021. Yes. And it is a gorgeous fall day here. So um, I was out, uh, you know, doing some of the fall things that you do in your garden. Yeah, raking up the leaves. Well, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So I am in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, where yeah. it's absolutely still summer. It was 100 degrees, Ooh. 100 plus. So I don't know, what, 45 degrees centigrade, mm. hot. But it's lovely here. Um, and I don't think they ever get winter here. But uh, yeah. so I'm escaping the fall. I'm in denial. I, I don't like fall. <laughs> Do you like fall? I, I like fall if it's a nice fall. Um, our falls here are often just like wet and cold and then and dark and I don't like them. But so far, you know, we're only a couple days into fall, but it's been nice. Yeah, there's two reasons I don't like fall is one, because the days get shorter and I love when the days get longer. Uh, birds fly the wrong direction, which is another <laughs> thing that I don't like. Um, and and the last thing is, of course, it gets colder, and I love yes. warm weather. So so fall, is, spring is really my favorite season uh, because everything is. Uh, it fall is just like everything is kind of dying. It sounds really bad, but it's. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting very depressed of fall. So when no. I see all those pumpkins come out, I'm like, no, put them back, put them back. It's too early. So with that happy note, <laughs> we're going to have to try to pull you out of your depression, Yola, with some tech talk. Yes. Right? Yes. We're I know you like tech. tech talk. Yes, 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 yes. And, and um, I'm always in for tech. You know, you can make you are. tech at any time. Um, I just posted in a, a group that we have on Facebook, the new uh, Raven uh, glasses. Oh, I see. Yes, so those are the glasses that work together with Facebook, uh, where you can take pictures through your glass, you can get information. It, oh, it, it is really cool, and it has a little microphone in it, and it's made by Raven. So uh, I was like, ooh. You know, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm like a crow. Anything that glistens or shines, I have to grab and take with me. So I haven't bought them yet, but I'm very tempted. Well, the next time I see you and you're wearing glasses, I'll know. I can take pictures of you at any time then. Yeah, you'll actually be on Facebook while you're wearing your glasses. I just, I can't really. It will be Facebook live and you have no idea. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. I think you we met her. Immediate just... hair check. 
we should we should just keep doing this on zoom then i think yeah 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 you're avoiding <laughs> me i know that i know that yeah. so uh, but uh, so what so that was uh, the start of our tech talk so uh, but yeah so there's there's i was i'm at uh, connexity here and there was a really good cool lecture about some new stuff that's coming out and i think we're highlighting two of them um and and two completely different topics one is uh, facial recognition in cats and the yeah. other one is a new toilet spying on your cat in the litter box yes yeah yes, yes. so which one do you want to tackle first um let's let's talk about spying on your cat in the litter box Ooh. yeah because you know um <laughs> we talked about this by the way when we were at ces yes. two years or three years ago because they were slowly getting into this field and we thought it was very interesting those litter boxes that did not only clean up the stuff that's in there but also start recording things yeah so if i remember correctly we had looked at a couple of litter boxes so this would be the consumer electronics show in 2020 right just before the pandemic yeah i think that's the last time we went right January of 2020. Um, and we looked at, there were some uh, techie types of litter boxes there that if I remember correctly, they were performing some, some of them were performing some testing, weren't they, on urine. Um, I think some of them yes. were weighing things. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if any of them had cameras in them, uh, which the one we're gonna talk about today does. Um, I think that's the main function of the one we're going to talk about today is that it it records the cat's behavior in the litter box, right? And do you notice when you go to the website, it, it, it's called Toiletta Cats, all the cats are overweight? Well, so it's called Toiletta, T-O-L-E-T-T-A, yeah. Toiletta uh, Cat. Um, we'll post the link with uh, our show notes. So the, actually, the first thing I noticed when I went to the website is that they're um, using a, a couple of breeds of cats. One is the American Curl. Yeah. Yeah, with the, the, the breed that has the ears curled backwards. And one is either a British short hair or um, an exotic short hair with yeah. a brachycephalic face. Yes. Yeah. And so that caught my eye because I'm I'm not a huge favor, particularly if using brachycephalic cats in advertising, because yeah, you know, there's there's quite a movement amongst um some veterinarians in various countries to try to get companies to stop using pictures of brachycephalic cats and dogs in, in advertising because uh well, you know, while people might think it looks cute, it is associated with a lot of suffering for many of those cats. So actually, that's what I thought of first when I looked at the website. So you didn't look like, I mean, you never do because all your cats are overweight that you get in your clinic, but these cats <laughs> True. are pretty chunky. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ones that you can see most of their body, um, I would agree with you. But, you know, that's a reflection of what's in people's homes, right? Something like 50% or more of cats in North America, at least. Yeah. Um, are, are overweight or obese. So it's a, you know, it's a reflection of what's really. Um, yeah, at least so. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed about this litter box that um, might be an advantage is that it's not a covered litter box. No, I it's think, very open. Yeah, it's very open. So I think the ones that you and I looked at 
um, at CES, I think all were covered boxes and some of them were kind of awkward for the cat to climb in. I remember one was quite high. Yeah. Right. And the, you know, and so if you have an older cat or like a really fat cat or an arthritic cat, they might have trouble getting into it. Yeah. yeah. So I remember it being tested was developed by veterinarians. So that might have something to do with it. Because we were talking when we were at CES uh, with some of those manufacturers. And obviously, no veterinarian had looked at some of the models that they had there. Because if I was a cat, I would never go in there. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good tip. I don't know if any um, potential developers of uh, litter box tech or, or will listen to this podcast, but you really do need to get involved with a veterinarian in development and particularly a veterinarian who knows a lot about cats, mm-hmm. right, and can steer you the right way. So that may, right. I hope that's the reason um, that this one looks different. So it, it isn't covered. It has, quite, it has high sides, mm-hmm. which is often good right? Because people don't like it when cats kick the litter out of the litter box. Mm -hmm. Um, It still is a big step up and in. So for old arthritic cats, this might not be ideal unless you build a little ramp up to it. But for your average, you know, your average cat with normal mobility, it it would be fine. Um, It's hard to um, it's hard to tell the size of it. So, yeah, so I think it's a little small. That's yeah, I was going to say that too, Yola, because we're looking at the pictures now. And, you know, yes, they the cats that they are showing sitting in these litter boxes are not slim cats. So it's kind of a, again, it's probably realistic portrayal. But the litter box doesn't look terribly big. Mm. Yeah. So my my worry is that it's going to be too small for a lot of cats. It, it, it looks kind of square, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cats usually need a, a bit of length to their litter box because they need room to get in there and, you know, like dig around and turn around. And so it should be easily to fix. And, you know, the, it's the idea that counts because yeah. I think what they do is they develop this litter box that then will be connected to your phone and tells you lots of stuff. I think that is the breakthrough here next to the fact that it has a camera so you can see everything too. Yeah, and so apparently it, it um, so it says when your cat enters the toiletta, it automatically starts to record urine and body data. And the website says it records daily urine volume, urine frequency and weight. And I'm assuming they mean the cat's body weight because the litter box does look like there's a there's a lot of like um, like all the tech stuff is underneath it. Do you know what I mean? And the litter box looks like it's sitting on yeah. a, a platform. I so think that we're weighing also the before and after, so you could know how much urine the cat produced. Well, it is. It says it records the daily urine volume mm-hmm. and urine frequency. So and. If it's accurate, like both of those are really um, quite useful. Yes. Right. And right. Um, if it's uh, recording the cat's um, body weight, that's useful too, because most people don't know how much their cat weighs, right? And can't tell if their cat is gaining or losing weight until it becomes really very noticeable. So those are good things. Mm-hmm. And it says it records photos, right? It's, um, it automatically records photos of photos of, of what? Yeah, of the of the cat. So the website is showing you a bunch of images there, and it looks like the camera is situated at the back of the litter box. 
Yeah. So it's taking, you know, a, a photo from, from the back. Um, I don't know how many photos it, it takes if it, you know, takes them periodically while the cat's in the, in the box, presumably there's a motion detector mm -hmm. in there that activates um, the camera. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I, just looking at this, I, I'm not sure that just the photo of the cat is more than just a cute thing. I think from a health monitoring perspective, the length of time the cat spends in the litter box would be interesting. Yeah. Right. No, that I, would be I interesting. Yeah. And, and also, if you, it, it, is it a photo or can they do a movie? Because if it's a movie, you can also yeah. have a straining, for instance. Exactly. Or, exactly. You know. Let's see the, um, let's see the, so it, it I think it, it says it pictures. Yeah, but here you see a cat moving their paws. Yes, so. but the litter box does, or sorry, the website does show a video. So, you know, the, the website is a little unclear. Oh, there it says. The, uh, it automatically records a video and still photos. There you go. I think that's handy. And now I can see also why they can measure volume because there's little slits in between. And so the urine goes through. So you probably need to have special litter that doesn't absorb the urine and the urine goes down and then it's probably weight, I guess. Yeah, you're right. So as we're looking at um, the video on the website um, more closely, it is obvious that there is kind of a rack, I guess, mm -hmm. or a grid and the litter sits on top of that grid. So presumably most of the urine um, would go you know, through into uh, a receptacle underneath and that's mm -hmm. probably how they calculate um, urine urine volume so so that's interesting I think the video recording is really interesting yeah. um, there is only one or two papers in the literature I I came across them when I was uh, reviewing the urinary diseases chapter for the second mm -hmm. edition of my textbook so there there's only one or two papers in the literature that looked at video recordings of cats in litter boxes. And those papers both discovered that people vastly underestimate um, uh, the, the amount or the frequency of urinary problems that cats have, because they just don't, you know, you don't see your cat in the litter box often, right? You're not standing there watching behavior. So owners yeah. don't know. And you do have uh, litter boxes now that offer a litter that kind of colors when there is something wrong. So we're getting more advanced by if you have worries about it, that you can use specific litter that shows, you know, blood or, you know, pH changes or whatever it is. So yep. I, I, I think that is, uh, uh, is interesting. So this, this um, litter box measures the weights, it measures the volume, it measures how often the cat goes to the litter box um, and then like how, often how long out I guess yeah it looks like it measures how long they're in there yeah, and, then and, it, then, and then it captures video so a lot of those things I think are really useful yeah no I totally agree it's very very interesting and I think also for research it will be very interesting so if you do research uh, uh, for mm. cats that have urinary problems and you want to see if one has you know, if, if what, whatever intervention you do, if it helps, th this would be very, very nice. And then, of course, it's attached to a smartphone. I think even can it recognize the cat that goes into the litter box? 
Um, I think it can. Um, I believe it does um, because so we're looking at. Then, I guess. Yeah, we're looking at a screenshot of the of the app um, where uh, it's set up where somebody has more than one cat. So, you know, presumably the the uh, camera has some um, facial recognition um, in there. So, you know, if you have there, it says face recognition. Yes. So you can. So that's oh, wow. that's actually the answer to a good question, right? Because wow. um, most people have more than one cat, and so they have a uh, they they have considered that in yeah. in developing this. And it says there's um, facial recognition for the cat, so they can keep track of the data for each cat. Yeah, you better um, not have two cats that look alike, because then we'll be uh -huh. But this is very interesting because this has to do with the next uh, thing that we're going to yeah. talk about, which is all about facial recognition. Uh, you know, they should combine those two things because the next thing is going to tell you if your cat is happy or not. Um, and so you can, before the cat gets into the litter box, you can say, hey, this cat is happy when it goes into the litter box. Or, hey, now this cat is really sad or painful when it goes to the litter box. But, uh, yeah, very interesting. And the, it looks like the app allows um, you to do a few other things with it. So you can track um, medications, you know, you can you can keep a list of hospital visits. So it has calendar and memo functions and um, and other, you know, other other options. So but it, it doesn't look uh, like it's available yet. Eh? Oh, I love the fact, by the way, that they show multiple of these litter boxes, because if you have more cats, you don't want to have one. You need to have multiple. Yes. So, uh, so they have a picture of a cat that is checking out one of the three that are available for them. Yeah. I probably wouldn't put them that close together, but that's another story. Yes, the, the website shows um, a picture of them, uh, of a bunch of these Toletta litter boxes um, all side by side, you know, which is something that we've um, talked about before. So it, it is a little um, unclear if this is currently available. If you hit shop coming soon. Oh. I think it is not there yet, but I'm, I, I see know. that. Yes. Hit that and see what happens. Nothing happens when you click oh. on shop coming soon. So. All right. So we don't know yet if it's available, but I think it's a really interesting idea. Uh, and that's why I already, uh, oh, the Toletta sheet is coming soon. Yeah. So they have oh, some so other. Oh, there's associated with it. So they have special litter. Yep. They have special litter. It would have to be a non-absorbable yeah. litter, right? Because to measure urine volume, you can't have the litter itself um, yeah, absorb just, it. The only is the, so there's a picture here. The only thing that I'm wondering about is that what will so when the cat pees, yep, and you capture the urine as urine, so it's not absorbed. What happens with the smell? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's it's clearly going to sit in a receptacle in a urine tray. Um, although the the um, the image shows that there is a pad, so presumably some type of absorbable pad. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so yeah. there. Oh, and it says odor control. So, oh. yeah, so they've they've uh, they have uh, considered that. So it looks like you know they've really thought through um, a oh. lot of the things. Um, so, you know, the thing, so it's very interesting. Um, and obviously you, you know, we, we'd have to see how it works in real life. Yep. Um, uh, and the, the only other barrier, uh, because it looks like it's not quite available yet. Um, we don't know what the cost is and you're, you're going to have to buy, um, a certain type of litter, a non-absorbable type of litter. So, you know, there's going to be a cost associated, 
with buying the device and uh, with buying the special litter for it. But, you know, for cats that have had um, urinary problems in the past, it could really be worth it for some owners as a monitoring yeah. tool. Yeah, I like it. I, I, yeah. You know, I think it's very novel. So, um, yeah. So that's Toletta Cats, T O L E T T A. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes and uh, we will. And then, and then you can look it up yourself. So, the next one is, uh, is another thing that was talked about, uh, which is the Sylvester.ai. Yeah. So, that's a company that has produced an app called Tably. Mm. T-A-B-L-Y. I guess it's a play on Tabby, right? Yes. So Tabby, it's an app um, that is meant to, I, I guess, essentially monitor your cat's well-being. Um, it's in, looks like it's in beta right now because the website, which is sylvester.ai slash cat-owners, says try the beta. So it looks like it's in, mm. in, uh, in beta right now. That looks like a bug. Yeah, so there's a picture on uh, the website with uh, a gentleman who has a gray tabby cat wearing a harness on his shoulder. And that's exactly what I thought um, too. So um, Yola and I know um, a veterinarian, Ken, who is often at vet conferences with his cat, Bug. Yeah, so there's definitely um, a, a similarity there. So, so yeah, so this is built on, um, I guess, facial uh, recognition. Mm -hmm. um, and it is designed to um, primarily tell you if your pat, cat is in pain or not. So it's kind of a pain recognition um, tool, a pain recognition tool. So let's see if we can dig a little bit deeper into the website and uh, get a little bit of uh, more info um, about this. So it looks like it's going to give your cat um, a rating. So it's going to, uh, it's an app on your phone. You're going to uh, presumably, uh, yeah, presumably it, uh, um, it asks for uh, access to your camera um, mm -hmm. and you will focus on um, the cat's face and um, the app uses artificial intelligence, obviously. So there's an algorithm built in there yeah. that um, will uh, give a score. And so they they actually uh the screenshots look like it's going to give you literally a score to tell how happy um your cat is but underlying it seems to be built on whether your cat is in pain or not so the core of this seems to be detecting pain yeah right which makes a lot of sense because that's i think the the whole facial recognition, what's used in babies, for instance, is all all about a grimace, and a grimace means that the the there's discomfort. I would not say pain; it could be pain, it could be something else. So, if you have a severe itch, for instance, that could be discomfort too. And so, uh, if if you show that, if, so if babies show discomfort, their grimace changes, and that's how they recognize it. And and we have thought about this a long, long time that you probably could do that with cats. So because cats don't show pain that well, and so if you could do a grimace scale, and obviously, uh, our dear friend Paolo uh, has. Uh, developed a grimace scale for cats um, and um, and I know that he was working on this AI thing too so 
I, I would be interested if he's involved with this uh, this company or is a different company. Uh, but I think that um, digital crimis scales that are based on artificial intelligence will play a role in the future of cat health. So that's yeah. why I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, we, we should back up a little bit and just remind people that a, a feline grimace scale is uh, available now. And it was developed yep. in the lab at the University of Montreal. Um, that's Dr. Paolo Stigal's lab. So Paolo and his colleagues have put a, um, a huge amount of work into developing the feline grimace scale. And so hopefully veterinarians are starting to use this so it is a way for you to evaluate the face um, of, a, of a cat looking at things like ear position and are the eyes squinty or relaxed? Um, mm -hmm. Same with the muzzle, you know, is there tension in the muzzle? What's the position of the whiskers and what's the position of the head? And you're gonna score um, the cat. So the, the grimace scale um, comes with like uh, pictures and tells you how to assign a score. Um, the maximum score is, is 10 and the grimace scale has been validated um, such that a score of four or higher means the cat is likely in pain mm -hmm. and uh, should be um, given some medication. So the, the developers of the Tablet app do mention um, the feline grimace scale. So presumably they've they've used that to some degree in developing um, this app. Um, we really can't tell from the website um, itself who the developers, it looks like it's a Canadian company, but yeah. beyond that, we really can't say. Yeah, yeah. so we should reach out to Paolo and see if he has anything to do with it. Because I do know that for these kind of AI developments, so AI really means that the computer decides uh, and, and to make a decision, you need to have thousands of pictures to compare them to. So what a computer does is really compare them to a, a bunch of pictures and then uh, the algorithm decides which grimace is in there. So we do the same thing with our brain. Uh, and if you go to that, that beautiful uh, layout that you show, which we will also will share in our, our notes, is you can see that the cat's face uh, is kind of projected and that's how it recognizes. So it recognizes the stand of the ear, the eyes, and then the mouth and, 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 and the face form. Um, and so that will uh, then decide what the computer says the face is. So, so I think it's, it's really interesting to see these, uh, these things. And yeah, you know, I know that Paulo did a lot of work here. Yeah. So again, we, you know, we don't know if the, the, the Tablet app is related directly to the University of Montreal um, work on this. Um, so if you haven't seen the research on the feline grimace scale, you haven't seen it or how to use it, go to felinegrimacescale.com. And there you will, you will see all of the information, the training tools, um, everything that you need to start doing this in your practice. Um, I think it would be really cool if uh, we did have a validated app where not only cat owners, but veterinarians, yes. right, in, in, uh, in practice could use this. The one reservation I have about looking at the app um, is that they don't distinguish what kind of pain and the feline grimace scale was developed for acute pain yeah. so it's primarily you know used by veterinarians um, post-surgical patients you know acutely painful conditions things like that um, the app 
um, doesn't restrict use to just um, the just acute pain. So, you know, one of the lessons I think is that you have when when tech like this comes out, um, you have to dig a little bit deeper and not just. I guess it's uh, without pun intended. Don't take it on face value. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because you need to know what's the data set behind this, how reliable, it, you know, uh, as an example, is this Tablet app? Um, and it's it's kind of unclear to me what the data is or what the algorithms are it's based on and and why they don't restrict the um, the app to uh, to acute pain, which is where we know the most. So I have a lot of questions. I think it's a wonderful idea, mm. but I have for this, for this app, I have way more questions, you know, before I would um, try to use it in practice for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it needs to be based on science. And so without yeah. knowing the science behind it, it's difficult to interpret if this will work or not. Uh, and, and then I think you also need to explain very clearly what the consequence then is when you take a picture as a, you know, consumer, uh, you take a picture and then what? Yeah. Uh, do you call your vet every time that the app says, oh, my, you know, it, the cat might be in pain. Um, and, you know, we know for pain, too, that pain is not always constant. It can be higher and lower uh, depending on the situation. So depending on when you take the picture of the cat, the cat might be relatively happy or and then a minute later may be in pain again. So I think that uh, I will be really interested to to hear more about it but it is what i thought was the interesting part is that you know something that is obvious in a, a patient that doesn't let you know really well how they feel this is a solution that we were looking for for a long long time so as a veterinarian i would love to have a digital tool where I can say, okay, I need to increase, for instance, my pain medication because this cat is not so happy. And we now know, we now use our eyes for that. But if you have an algorithm that is 94% accurate, that's something that I would trust. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a little disappointing to me that the website for this app really doesn't get into the science behind it, or is it validated, things like that. So you know, while we're we're very excited to see products like this coming to the marketplace, you do have to dig a bit deeper and find out if they really are scientifically sound. Um, but this this would be one of my dreams, right? To have a validated app for uh, facial recognition to uh, determine if a, a cat is in uh, in pain or not. So, and I think veterinarians need to be aware of these products because owners are going to be using them. And owners are going to be, you know, calling you or emailing you uh, about what they find, whether it's the, you know, the litter box that gives them health data or an app like Tably that um, can suggest whether the cat is in pain or not. Owners are going to be contacting you about these, yep. Yep. right? So I, I think it's, um, it behooves uh, veterinarians in clinical practice to, uh, you know, know that you do need to dig a little bit deeper um, to determine how much um, you believe or, or how much you take, you know, what, what, what degree of, uh, of confidence you would have in, uh, in some, of this, some of these tech products. But it's definitely, it, it's not just coming, obviously they're here now and there will be more of them. Yep, your whole house will be connected. Everything will be connected at a certain point. This was great. We're at time, as a matter of fact. So I just want to 
give a big shout out to Dr. Jess Trimble, who was at AHA giving a lecture about telehealth and new things that were coming up. And she was talking about these two uh, developments. So uh, we immediately grabbed that up and started deep diving a little bit. So uh, thank you, Dr. Susan, for that. Um, very interesting. We should uh, um, we should get her on as a podcast guest. Yeah, we should. And yeah. she wants to talk about telehealth. So that was that that was really good too. So oh, that would be great should, then. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll invite her on. We'll reach out and uh, and reach out to her. So uh, so this was the per podcast. Yeah. So did so did did we lift your mood a little bit, Yola? After absolutely. Like, now I feel good. much better. You know, I learned another thing uh, that uh, you should not ask for five star reviews. Uh oh! I know Why? we do it all the time. We do it uh, every time. Why? <laughs> so, so we're not going to do that anymore. But Why if you don't want to give a five star review, that's fine too. But no, this is the per podcast. We love our audience. We have, uh, uh, you know, I think we have one of the best audiences in the world, uh, and yeah. we appreciate everybody downloading every week or every other week uh, when we when we come out with these podcasts. So we have a very faithful audience, and it's wonderful. Uh, to have this big cat family and and thank you for for being here with us yeah and let us know if you're if you've encountered any of these apps or these uh you know fancy litter boxes we'd love to hear what your experiences are so uh, and remember that you can learn more about all of our episodes and our guests at perpodcast.net and uh, you can find us on social media at perpodcast um, and I guess I'm not supposed to ask for a five-star review, but could no. you please recommend us to your friends? Yes, that's a lot. That's a lot. And, and I just want to say one of the comments that we got was, uh, please open a Patreon account. And we're working on that. So that oh, is yes. coming. Uh, and that is uh, for a small donation. You will get extra information. And you get all sorts of perks. So I'm very excited about this. And maybe, maybe even some... Um, videos because when yeah yeah because when we record our podcast we record video and audio although we we don't use the video very often mainly because I'm usually especially during the pandemic I'm not camera ready so <laughs> you'll always look <laughs> yeah, so camera ready. we need to pre-warn Dr. Susan uh, like do. a month in advance you do it's going to happen yeah oh well that's it Dr. Susan thank yeah, you so that's much it. okay next week bye Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs. And you can follow her on social media with the handle at CatPetSusan. Dr. Yola Kirpenstein is a diplomate of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at GVETSX. This episode is made possible by the generous sponsorship of the Take the Pledge Against Struvites in Pets Facebook page. Did you know there are three easy steps to treat bladder stones in cats with lower urinary tract signs? 
Step one is to take a radiograph, and if there is a stone present in the bladder, step two is to use the Minnesota Urolith app for iPhone and Android to determine the most likely type of stone. Step three is to treat the cat for at least two to three weeks with an appropriate diet and see if the stone gets smaller. If so, keep feeding that diet until the stone is completely gone on follow-up radiographs. If not, check compliance with the owner and look for alternative treatment options. Join veterinarians worldwide to take the pledge not to remove screw-bite stones by surgery anymore. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at per podcast. 